everybody, and welcome to Knights of the Bantam here on the Knights of the Bantam channel, our uh, inaugural episode. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this evening. I am the maker of dungeons, Zach, and tonight I'm joined by my friends Martel, Kachel, Chris, Sean, Jen, and Ryak. This show has been a long time in the making, and I'm super excited that we get to be here and do this tonight. I just want to give a special shout out to some of our collaborators that we worked with, um, especially uh, our friend Ryan, aka Box Princeps, who's running uh, the show for us tonight. Arthur, aka Werewolf BF, who made the beautiful overlay you're looking at, um, and some other fantastic stuff for us. Eastra, Freestraws, who made a lot of the music that you're going to be hearing tonight. So yeah, it's been a really awesome experience and I'm very, very excited to finally jump in. Without further ado, let's play some Dungeons and Dragons. Woo! Uh, I put this in the title, content warning. This world, this stream will likely include depictions of psychological and body horror and trigger warning depictions of physical violence. If you're uncomfortable with those things, thank you so much for joining us, but please keep yourself safe. 21 years ago, the moon exploded. Some say they watched it break apart as if hatching. Others say a pillar of light split the sky in half and the moon with it. Still others tell of a massive clawed hand that seemed to rend through the sky. The truth of exactly what came before is unknown and perhaps unknowable. But everyone knows what came next. First, the agonies began. They came as a squeal against the psyche, the scream of failing train breaks and damned souls. Within their cacophony, loudest in the light of the broken moon, people heard their own voices, whispering of secrets, failures, and shames. The weight of it broke more than one mind, but there was much, much further to fall. Perhaps it happened to those who listened to that whispering other in the night. Perhaps it was those most connected to the moon. Perhaps it was just bad luck. That first night, many, many people transformed, their bodies subsumed, inverted, their bones broke beneath their flesh, rearranged in bizarre, impossible structures, and they swelled or decayed around these new shapes. Always some part of their visage remained, staring out in dismay and horror from a body that was no longer their own. These monstrosities, for there is no other word, reveled in the worst human impulses, boiling with a fury so sudden and violent that the world as it was was helpless to resist them. Each night since then is the same. Survivors clinging to the last fringes of civilization huddle in their homes around hearths, torches, candles, lamps, any source of light to keep these creatures at bay. Outside, the moonlight carries madness, driving those who spend too long in it over the brink. And worse still, in that gloom beyond sight, lurks every monster forged in that first bloody night and many more since. Those people who linger must do what they can as the sun permits and pass night with, the sh with shelter, light, and for those capable of still believing, prayer. So it is here in Fort Summerwar. Once but a way station for travelers and tourists in the mighty nation of Ektal, it is now, as far as you know, all that remains of civilization on the globe. The fort and its three surrounding towns within a day's walk have achieved a very delicate balance. The remains of Ektal's military under the command of General Zamigbamba 
maintain a semblance of, semblance of social order, mostly to their own benefit. The villages manage to supply food from their farmland, but not plenty. And water, of course, comes from the reservoir lake, purified and pumped through the fort, thanks to the artifact engine in its water purification plant. Or that was the case until today. Pantinobep Yekiyaktu, whose friends and to be fair enemies call him Tap, <laughs> no answer will come to you no matter how relentlessly you tap your fingers upon the cool casing of the artifact engine. The wand inside its third chamber has degraded past your ability to restore. If you're gonna turn this thing back on, you're going to need another artifact, something with significant power. It's not the sort of thing you can just pick up in the market, even in the before times. Your friend Leepol Stralbach is standing next to you, a fellow handy person who helps you uh, fix things around the fort as they degrade, which they seem to always do. That's a bad face you're making. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, was, I was figuring that this was going to happen. I was hoping it would last a couple more months, but... Um... Looks like this is uh, this is burnt out. By this, you mean the the whole engine? Well, not not necessarily the whole engine. Well, I mean, if we don't find a replacement artifact, then then yeah, this uh, this engine's pretty much done. Uh, but yeah, this mod is this one. Well, where do we get a replacement artifact? Do you uh, you think the general would would have something tucked away somewhere? I. He might. I, I don't know. I mean, it's not like he advertises you know, yeah, what's it's, in his um, personal armory or, or, or stash. I don't even know if he has one. Well, at the very least, it's, uh, it's worth asking. And I'll, I'll, I'll hop down out of, out of the engine and um, kind of start making my way over to uh, wherever the general is located. Uh, sure. So it's it's relatively early in the morning at this point, and you make your way up out of the depths of the water purification plant. Uh, the engine is underground. You come up into um, some pale but warm sunlight. It's warm here as it is always warm here. Um, and sweat starts to prickle your brow the instant you step outside. Um, and you can hear the sounds, the sluggish sounds of the city coming too now that the sun has, has risen people beginning to move about in the streets, the creak of, of uh, carts, uh, and you make your way just a little ways south from the water purification plant to the enormous wall that surrounds the internal fort, Fort Summerwar. And you know your way around, so you, you make your way through a side gate. You don't have to walk all the way around to the main door. And, uh, you walk through the courtyard where there are various soldiers training, marshalling supplies, the soldiers are the the only sort of force of governments governance in uh, Fort Summerwar, and they are rationing out food, sort of a daily suite of activities that's always happening in this courtyard. So you make your way through into the inner fort. You know from the past that the general's office is on this sort of main floor, not up in a tower, very very sort of like right down in the middle, accessible to everyone. You make your way in. The door to his office is closed. I will knock on the door. General! Come in. I will open it. Well, I will think to open it with authority and then think better and then slowly open the door. <laughs> you see the general, 
He's tall, middling male with warm, medium brown skin and dark hair that uh, fades towards white at the end. Piercing stare. His very uh, square jaw that kind of just seems to be constantly locked in a, in a sort of pseudo grimace as he looks at you. <clears throat> Mr. Yakiyatu, what can I do for you? Morning, General. Looking, looking good as ever. Bad news about the water reclamation system. Uh, looks like one of the artifacts in the engine has is finally given out. I can, I can make patchwork to it, but it, it'll, it'll be essentially useless from here on out unless we can get a replacement. I think, I think I might be able to find one, but I think it would be a lot easier and a lot quicker and probably a lot better for all the citizens. If, if you had something that I could, you know, just pop in there sooner rather than later. What manner of artifact do you think would suffice? Uh, the older, the better, as usual. Anything that's that's been used for, 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 for purification would, would, would be helpful. Anything that, that, that's been used to amplify amounts would be probably, probably ideal. But really, whatever you got, that'll, that'll be best. I'm afraid I can't provide you with much but weapons and not very powerful ones at that. Well, that's, that is unfortunate. Um, you said you might be able to find something on your own. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, it's not, it's not going to be cheap. Uh, I'll need probably, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I can, I can put out some feelers, see what's, see what's available. Uh, but it's not, it, it'll, it'll cost us. Well, <clears throat> I'll tell you what, Mr. Tap. <clears throat> Here. Yeah, uh, you got it this time now. Thank you. He scribbles on a note, uh, signs it, folds it very neatly and hands to you that sheet of paper. This is a writ with my name on it. It should be good for anything inside the fort, at least for those who care to keep this fort in one piece. So use it as needed to obtain something as quickly as you can. I do not have time for this. Can't be fixing pipes while the fire line is going out. Well, I, okay, General. I uh, I understand, and I'll try and try not to abuse this. If I don't end up needing it, I'll 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 bring it back. How about that? Thank you. That would be very good of you. I knew I could count on Thanks. you. And I will. I'll turn around and and make my way um, out of the fort, or maybe not out of the fort. I guess probably I'm going to wherever. Wherever the less reputable people in town hang out, probably going to start looking around for um, something that I can use to fix this thing up. Uh, there is, uh, on the north side of the city, uh, a neighborhood called the Flower District. It used to be a big tourist town, and people sold a lot of flowers when people um, when tourists would come through for the spring festival. But uh, those times are no more. And it is largely abandoned. But um, you do know that sometimes less official scavengers might set up shop in the old flower district market. 
I will I will make my way to the flower district and just kind of start tapping around on walls as I walk around looking for for someone I recognize probably. And you do recognize one person in point of fact. Tall, brown hair, scar on their lip, piercing brown gaze. This is Marcel Shepard, who you've done some business with in the past. Marcel! Hello! Marcel looks up. They were currently breaking down uh, a few pieces of scrap metal. Not a whole lot of materials or a lot of equipment to go around there. They make eye contact with Tap. Tap, are you with your mechanical partner at this point? No, I think I've I think I've left him um, just kind of tied up or tucked away somewhere. Okay, so they they wave back, uh, unsure of why you would approach. Typically, the relationship is the other way around. Marcel, I've got I've got some some pretty bad news. It looks like the uh, yes water reclamation system is uh, it's 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 done. Unless you can you can help me out. I know this is a little little weird uh if i if i don't if i don't figure out how to get this thing fixed uh a lot of people are gonna get real sick real quick okay so you need something from outside the wall yeah or i mean if you've if you've got something on you that'd be that'd be dope too yeah you know i would have sold it by now that yeah not uh not good enough times to sit on something valuable so do you know of anything? Is there a target in mind? Um, no, nothing specific. I mean, where where I'm 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 in a position where if if uh if I don't find something quick, um, things are gonna get real bad, and it's just gonna it's gonna kind of get out of hand real quick. They straighten up hearing that. It's been emphasized now a few times that this is actually serious and. They gather a few of their belongings, some of the tools they were using into um, back into this belt that is around their waist. And they say, well, if it's if it's that pressing, we could ask the Domiris for advice. He might know of something valuable or ancient enough. And maybe, maybe some other people who could go out. If it's that valuable, it's likely already attracted some unsavory things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm. If, if I need to, uh, I'll, I'll give you a hand. You know, I, I rather stay behind the walls if, if possible. But, um, if, if you need some, some tiny gnome hands, I mean, I, I got two of them. Hi. Uh, you notice a kind of sparkle in Marcel's eyes at this point. Um, they're thinking of how this may be capitalized or could be beneficial to them as well. It's no longer just about helping you, which you feel like the relationship's been most of the time before. That's so, so um, Marcel, right. if you would like to try to recall... Um, you know, where you might find a powerful artifact um, nearby, too. You you may make a history check. Great. First roll! Yeah! 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 
Okay. Get them dice, hunty. No pressure, but yeah. this is the first roll. Yeah, this no pressure. This will define the campaign from this point yep. on. Yep. Let so me set the tone. I don't want you to feel nervous. No, it's... <laughs> just be grateful it's not me, because I always <laughs> fuck it up. All right. Uh, so Marcel's going to think back on some previous town hall or kind of meetings that they've attended and kind of get an idea of the landscape and where there might have been a valuable uh, artifact such as this. They, I rolled a 16 total. 16, pretty good. Um, Not shabby. Yeah. Yeah. Set the tone. Set yeah. the tone. Woo. Above average. <laughs> so you know that, um, you know, it's, it's been 21 years and, and like the salvage trade has really been going for most of your, your lifetime. So yeah. everything within a day's walk of the fort and the surrounding towns that's easy to get to has been pretty thoroughly scavenged. You can think of one location that hasn't. There's a ravine to the north of the fort and the bottom of it is basically in permanent darkness. The sun never quite reaches depths so people don't like to go down there nobody knows if anything is down there but nobody has looked otherwise the whole nation of Ekdal which was a very powerful nation had a lot of um, technological and magical achievement to its name is around you you know, presumably unoccupied by people. Um, but in order to reach new resources, you would have to travel further outside the fort than a single day's travel. I have a question. Does Has Marcel been forbidden to go there by any authority figure, or is it just kind of scary? Uh... To, to go to the ravine? Mm-hmm. No, no one, it's, no. Um, the order of which you are a member has not discouraged it in any way. Okay. Well, there is one place I haven't really been able to go because I haven't had the right tech. Have you heard of Ictal? The ravine of permanent darkness is the layman's term. Not a not a huge fan of the darkness, but you know, um yeah, yeah, I've heard the I've heard the name before. If we were to get the right tools and the right group of individuals, those who could create light and navigate terrain we could likely raid Iqdal it's unknown what's there but it's it's you know as good a chance as any other within two three days of the fort okay okay I mean I'll, I, I will I will defer to your your knowledge here um I if we're if we if we are gonna go I I'm, I'm probably gonna need to take some time to get some things together really should probably patch up that engine um best i can before we head out so we're not just out of water 
Um, yeah, update your will. That's my favorite that, thing. That's not encouraging at all, Marcel. I don't appreciate that one. <laughs> oh, well, um, try to have a sense of humor here and there, you know. Anyway, I, I'm going to go. Most of this, this crazy, these crazy shenanigans that you do outside the wall. Sure. Joking about death? That's, oh, that's, that's heavy. All right. Maybe for Oof. you, old man. <laughs> oh, so, so rude. Kids these days. Should we uh, meet back here later? Maybe when the sun is starting to set. I would like to go talk to a few people I know who might be. Well, I'd like to go talk to Adeline mostly and Dohemus. Let him know that I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not. I don't. I don't know many adventuring folks. Uh, but I'll, yeah, sure. Um, sundown, cool. All right. So, I think at this point, Tap and Marcel separate and go their opposite ways to do the outlines. Okay. Chores. Tap and Marcel part ways as Marcel goes to seek out uh, their friend Adlin. Adlin, you are currently on your way to a prearranged meeting with one crit to discuss something you've recently found. What, what sort of place do you think you would set for the meeting? I think, crit, do you have like an office or something? Like a place where you commonly do your work? Yeah, let's say I'm operating out of like a, not, I'm not going to say an alley because that seems wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's an alley that we're meeting in. So. Yeah, right. I guess it's an alley now. I was maybe a storefront. <laughs> Maybe a okay, storefront okay. next to an alley. I'll give, let's Perfect. do both. Yeah. So I think I would just go meet Crit wherever he's working. And then maybe I think when I come in, I'll say, Crit, can we, uh, can we talk maybe like away from people? Just like, do you have like a back room, something like that? Oh, the back, you want the back room? Yes. Yeah, sure. Give me a, give me a second. Okay. And uh, I clean like some, some fluid off of my hands. I was in the middle of working. I just finished up with a patient and they walked out oh. on their way in. Um, oh, that's who that was. Got it. <laughs> yeah, no, trust me, they're fine now. Come on through. Okay. So I uh, open the door to the back room. It's pretty nondescript. It's a very, like, efficient room, I guess you would say, but it's got some some clutter in a corner. It's like my – it's got some objects that don't really fit with everything else. Um, <laughs> I think, so, uh, yeah, I think Adlin would just, like, eye that pile and just be like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry, uh, I – I know you're working. Uh, I just, I found, and I'm, uh, Adeline's going to pull out from her bag this bit of pottery. It's like a little piece of pottery. I found this. Uh, it was, it was just, it was buried kind of in a pile of trash, I guess. That's all you can really say. I was digging through trash and I found this and I just, I don't know what to make of it. And I thought maybe you would, and I will hand you the pottery shard. I, I take it delicately in my hands. Zach, what do you want to describe it or should I? Sure. Am I looking at? So this shard is a couple inches square with jagged edges, clearly broken out of a larger vessel. And you can see it's it's been etched and kind of stained. And there's like coming from the right hand side of the shard, there's like a spreading stain. And you can't tell if it is like something that happened to the pottery on accident or if it's part of the design. But it's like it almost looks like creeping gloom. 
And then depicted on the pottery is a broken bridge and standing sentinel at one end of the bridge is this sort of humanoid figure. The humanoid figure is holding what appears to be a shield, but the shield looks very much like depictions you've seen of the moon in the past. And the other thing that interests you about this humanoid figure is they have wings and a tail. Do I have any knowledge about like this iconography? Like, have I seen this before? You may make a history check. Yeah. Even more important than the first. <laughs> Ooh, don't say that because your boy rolled a natural one. <laughs> well done. I mean, it's a little ironic given your name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was like a negative crit. There you go. It was the uh, crit. It was critical. No, I mean, like, there are certainly, like, elements of this bring to mind various aspects of different folk tales you've collected, or you maybe have seen, like, one or two similar elements in, in maybe another piece in, like, your father's collection. But not not all of this together, and not all of this is, like, a cohesive narrative before. Do I recognize the weird stain on it in any way, shape, or form? You can go ahead and make a nature check for me. Maybe that'll go better. Can't go worse. Uh, it did a little bit better. I rolled a nine. Nine? Yeah. You don't know like what you know what pigments were used on this shard necessarily to like get the tones into it. You you do spot in the sort of in the like gloomy portion like evidence of what you think is a brush stroke, like someone put it on there on purpose. Someone put I the turn stain to, on there on purpose. Mm-hmm. I turn to Adlin and I go, "Wow, this is pretty. This is pretty beautiful. This is pretty amazing." Okay, I gotta be honest with you. I got no clue what's really going on here. Some of these things are pretty familiar, like this guy in the middle with the shield and the tail and all that. Mm-hmm. He seems like something I may have seen before in the past, but I, I'm gonna need a couple more pieces to kind of paint a full picture. I guess you say. That was all I found. I, I could go back and see if there's more. I I don't know. I just I, I pretty much picked it up and ran over here. I was very excited. So, so you you doing some trash digging without me? Is that I what you're you, telling me right now? You you were just with a patient. You literally just told me you were with a patient. So if I had come over, you wouldn't have been available. You're right. You're yeah. right. But you know how I, mean, I feel. I get very proprietary about my trash digging. I understand. <laughs> I mean, we could go now. Like, if there's more to be found, I think it it looks like something. I just, I didn't, that's why I came so quickly, because I've, I've never seen this before. And the moon um, shield, like, I don't know. I got excited. I'm going to pick up, there's a ledger on the table that has my schedule on it. And I'm going to just take a look real quick and see if I have any other scheduled appointments. <laughs> just for a second. You know what? Walter said that he was coming in in about two hours, but um, Walter's always late. So that means I got three hours. So you know what? That's fine. I can come back and I can sanitize my hands and all that stuff before he gets here. So let's just real quick, take me to the exact spot. Okay. Let's see if we can sort this out. Okay. And yeah, I'll just lead Crit towards the area of trash I was digging in. Absolutely. So you uh, you head back. I uh, lock the door and I turn the sign to say closed. <laughs> let's say I have a sign that says open and closed. Um, Is closed? Question mark? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Open exclamation point, closed question. (laughs) Yeah. As you leave, pulling the door shut behind you, your your clinic is is actually sort of in the middle district of the city because just 
It's an easy place for everyone to access. The general is not not an altruist by any means, but it is convenient to him to have easy access to your clinic for soldiers and stuff like that as well. So he allowed you very prime real estate or influenced your ability to get very prime real estate. And so you head out onto sort of this main drag. There's a huge wide road that cuts straight through the middle of the city running almost directly north-south. And you turn north back up towards the flower district because you were you were sorting through like some of the scavenger piles that are for sale in the old market there. Uh, and as you're heading up the street, you see a familiar figure coming towards you. Tall, brown hair, piercing stare that you can sort of feel on you from a block away. Marcel is walking towards you. Hey, I'll lean over to Adeline. Do you get the feeling that she's walking right at us? I can't I can't quite tell if she's trying to walk past us or if she's walking no, to us. I've seen this look in her eyes, their, their eyes before. They're coming right at us. Yeah, okay. All right. Hey, Marcel. I Marcel. yell out. Hello, Adlin. Yes. You, wait, Crit, you as well. Crit, you can, you both do light magic of sorts, don't you? Yeah, I try to keep that on the low, but yeah, I got you, yeah. Um, that's wonderful. I have a proposal. There are, are you familiar with Tap? He's the gnome yeah. who fixes everything and has that mechanical horse. Yeah, I've, I've, I've talked yeah, to Tap. He, he never lets me look at his horse. It always drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I am suspicious of that. However, he mentioned that a lot of people would suffer if we don't get an artifact to fix the water reclamation system. And I was thinking, what better place to go than Iktul? The the ravine of darkness? That one? Yes. It would be perfect. That's the only place within a few days of here where there'd be any kind of artifact. And no one's been there before. No one knows what's there. This could you might be awesome. This could be a big Adlin, I've been training with you for months and months now. I, I'm ready for something like this. No, I, I believe that you are. Uh, well, real quick, could we kind of walk and talk? Crit and I were on our way to a very important pile of trash. So if we could just move while talking about this. Um, oh, and- yeah. I, I got excited about the whole idea of the Ravine of Darkness because that's that's kind of cool. But yeah. yeah, we were actually in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So I, talking, I will accompany you to to the trash yes i will come with you but i mean if it's if it's going to help people yeah 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 i mean you you were only kind of talking to me but i'm definitely in that sounds really exciting and i know between me and adlin we can handle our own so we can definitely help some other folk through yes okay i'm sorry crit i don't i i don't know you as well and i didn't want to impose something like everyone says that certain death it seems like a big thing to throw on someone's plate that you are more of an acquaintance with you, you get where i'm coming from yeah I, I feel what you're saying don't don't even worry about that certain death is kind of a you know everyday occurrence for me but i feel like that's a pretty dark thing to say on the first time meeting somebody let's find some trash uh crit as as the words certain death hit your ear and you think about the ravine you vaguely remember something that might not quite be true you remember might have been six years ago, maybe seven, a while ago. And it sticks out in your memory because almost a third of the Northern Patrol that comes out of the main fort, the military, got wiped out in one day. Yeah. And it's one of the worst things that's happened in a while. 
there there were there were not a lot of survivors of the sort of like initial carnage of happening. But there is you do remember one that sticks out in your mind because came through your clinic and or your dad's clinic. He didn't say much and something he didn't stay long. Like the guards came and got him. But the thing that sticks out in your mind is he came back the morning after the thing happened. And the story that went around was that he lived a night by himself down in the ravine. And you remember someone gaunt haunted and and who glanced up at you and seemed to almost have a star shape in their in their iris, like a, a lighter section. I we're all walking and I stop abruptly as these thoughts rush in, you know. I imagine I had a very that so raven a moment camera zooms into my eyeball and just shots out. Uh and I go, oh, hold, hold, hold up, group. Um, what cr- trash? What? You know what, Adlin? I, I feel like this thing that Marcel is talking about might actually be something that's a little more time sensitive, because I just remembered somebody who might give us a lead to what we're looking for. From what I remember, visiting hours at the asylum are, are running a little, a little short right now. And I check the sun to see what time it is to see if we have enough time to check out the asylum. <laughs> I would say at this point, the sun has reached its its noon uh, apex. You, you put it about midday, sinking into afternoon. The asylum hours are weird, but you are headed in the right direction for it. It's in what used to be a very posh hotel, um, some, somewhere between like posh and gaudy hotel at the north end of the city that would welcome tourists in. And as... That, you know, in in the aftertimes, this gnomish woman who, who used to be part of the sort of aristocratic regime in the nation moved in, very interested in all forms of, of like moon sickness and lunacy and has been taking in various patients. And that's at the north end of the city, not not too far from the from the trash pile. So you could maybe do both. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. So, all right. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I have no idea when the visiting hours are, but I know that both of these places—the Lunacy Asylum and, and the trash, trash pile—are yes. side by side. So we, I don't know, we do which one first, but we should probably hit both. Okay. What if we get up there and uh, you know who we're looking for? So maybe you can go in and see if we can even get inside. I'll start trash digging, and then meet you in there once I'm done. Bet that sounds like a great plan. Marcel, you can do either one. You can trash dig with me or head on inside. It's up to you. I, yeah, Marcel will accompany Crit. Fair enough. And you part ways and head off. Meanwhile, Cygnus. Hello? You have been sat on a couch, like this very absurd, velvety piece of furniture made of delicate wood and fine stitches. It's a little worn, but it's not the sort of thing that you that you see all the time in in a post post moon explosion world. I take a pillow and I put it on the floor and sit on the pillow on the floor cross legged. Yeah. <laughs> and and you sit cross legged and you gaze across at you at this very pale uh, gnomish woman with short black hair who has a notebook in her lap. She's leaning sort of back into the corner of this very very high backed chair. She's just been asking you questions, a lot of questions that feel slightly probing, but not directly probing, you know, uh, questions about 
your life, your history, you know, what, what do you dream about when you dream, uh, you know, uh, those, those sorts of things and making little notes. You were brought Gary, into- when are you going to let me out? I, I don't, I think there's been a mistake. Uh, have you seen my goose? I, I, I really think that I ought not be here. Eh? Your goose is under lock and key. It is, uh, he does have a bit of a temperament. I'm so sorry. But uh, he's he's really an asshole underneath. But uh, there's no sweetness in him. I, I, You know, it would be best if you return him. Eh? I, uh, it is all just a mistake. I understand that you feel like you don't belong here, but we... Madam, we, we found you wandering outside the walls by yourself. You have, well, you yourself cannot tell me how long you, you've been out there. Um, I, uh, I understand that, uh, maybe you have never seen a druid before, but in the dirt, that, that's where I belong, out, out and about. I, I was brought here against my will. I, I do not honor to you. I don't, I don't, I don't deign to know you. People simply don't wander out and about anymore. It's, it's dangerous. I am over 600 years old and no one will tell me what to do without me knowing their name. Dr. Schmachter. My name is... Dr. Gugerst, Dr. Kudelin Gugerst. Okay, Gugerst. I kind of uh, adjust my pillow a little. Am I being kept here against my will, or am I allowed to leave? I'm afraid I cannot let you roam the city freely without first assessing your condition. I've answered every single one of your questions, and I, I, I did them all to the best of my ability, and I think you'll need nothing else from me. Fine, fine, yes, you've done very well. Thank you, thank you for your time today. Um, <clears throat> my, uh, my compatriot will see you back to your room, and, uh... And my goose! Yes, we, we will restore your goose to you. And he is my external soul receptor. You need to understand the bond that I have with my young Denny is something that you could never understand. I've never wandered the waste alone. I always have my companion. I, um, the doctor <laughs> kind of like grips her own job to prevent herself <laughs> from fully saying gooses don't live 600 years. And the guard... Uh, who's uh this woman with a helmet um that's been her she has a faceplate down and as she walks towards you to take you by the arm you can see like a series of goose bites like on, on <laughs> her neck and and cheek like these these little uh swelling welts that you know are are denny's handiwork and she's like oh thank thank the gods um and she begins to escort you back um and you exit into the hallway um, of this building that was once meant to be grand, um, kind, you know, like kind of an architectural flex, and is now just like peeling paint 
and and old creaky floorboards and dust drifting through lights from windows with curtains that have hung in place for too long. Are there like scratches on the walls from like people being like dragged down the hallway? Not so much that you, you know, there's okay. not, it was never like a, a bedlam kind of place. Okay. You know? they, <laughs> All they right. They take you across the hall to a place with a, a heavy wooden door and they open the door for you and put you inside and they close the door behind you and lock it. And you're in a small, but pretty nice room. There's like, you know, there's like a bed and a desk and a window and the window does have bars over it on the outside, but- This will not do. Is there maybe a jug of water around perhaps? Yeah, sure. There's a jug of water okay. on your table and a glass. And a few moments later, you hear like, ah, God, fuck, get, get off. Get off! And then the door flies open and your goose comes <laughs> like flapping in the room and then the door slams oh. shut behind it. Oh. Denny resumes his natural position of just like a very Bjork style of like wrapping his neck around my uh, or around my neck and I coddle him like, oh, this is a good, good, good little swan. Good little swan. I kind of take a breather. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Zal... You, you've heard this terrible, terrible commotion in the hall. Honk, honk, honk. Yeah. Just like honking and screaming, you know. Uh, this will not do. This will not do. I'm yeah. 600 years old. And then the door next to you slams and then slams again. Usually they're, they're more restrained. Yeah. There aren't, you don't usually have a lot of company either. You know, it's. Sometimes other people pass through, but it's very often just, just you in here. You've been in here for, I don't know if you're sure how long. I like the quiet. Anything you would like to do? Uh, I mostly write in my journal, pace a little, try to wrap my head around the last few days, then try not to think about anything, read my journal a little to get more grounded, but mostly just... Try to be quiet. As this, you know, noise sort of builds around you, you you draw into yourself a little bit, sheltering. Meanwhile, Crit and Marcel, you have made your way to this once grand hotel. Whatever name was on the sign out front has been cut down. You can see the like the sort of horizontal signposts that would have held maybe like a painted sign out over the street. Um, there's two little short dangling chains on it. You can see where they were broken quite quite some force it looks like and now there's no label on the building you just have to know what it is to know what it is and you arrive the bright exterior was once like pink and sky blue kind of in layers and there were plants on the balconies and roof that once sort of overhung but they've shriveled and died back doing whatever they're going to do naturally it's less less splendid than it once was i look over at marcel and i say Huh. We was kings once, huh, Marcel? Beats me. <laughs> uh, my fault. That was a that was an old world saying that my dad would always We should just go in. What is this place? It's an asylum for folks who've been touched by the night is kinda the working title. There was a gnomish woman that runs this place and her name is um I try to remember what the gnomish woman's name who runs the asylum. <laughs> Kudalin Gugerst. Gugerst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
this gnomish woman named Gugurs runs this place, and it's sort of a shelter for folks who are having a hard time adjusting to normal life after a night out in the dark. And this is where we're going to find our lead? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so a while ago, there, were, there was a whole... Um, Ah, what's the right word? I want to say battalion, but I feel like that's too many motherfuckers. Uh, there was a group of soldiers that went out, and unfortunately, they were all lost except for one. One man. And he was a very striking fella, but there was he mentioned something about the uh, Ravina Darkness that we're going to that kind of struck a chord with me. So I, I just wanted to sit down and talk with him, see if maybe he found something that might be of note. It's been all night out there. I didn't know anyone had gone there. That's so interesting. Well, hopefully he will be amenable to conversation. <laughs> uh, I'm going to lead the way inside. Uh, you arrive in sort of a, what was once a large tap room. Um, it's very temperate here, so it's not like um, there was a fireplace at one side or anything like that. There's, you know, there are these big shuttered windows that could be opened to the outside air, but they're they're all nailed shut now. And there's a bar at one end of the room that is dusty. Um, shelves behind it that are empty. You see a number of big tables that have been shoved up into a corner, chairs kind of stacked on them, maybe a sheet draped over them. Um, but there is, there are, a, um, like a couple lamps burning. There's, there is one upright table sort of more towards the front of the room, a single chair in it. There's a lamp burning there. Um, and there is a man, a very large man with sort of, um, almost purpley gray skin standing at the back of the room, um, Probably seven and a half, eight feet tall, if you had to guess. A very large guy. <clears throat> and as you enter, he just sort of crosses his arms and glowers at you. Um, says, can I help you? Um, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, give me a second. I just had to gather my thoughts. Um, you're a very large man. Um, we're hoping that we can have an opportunity to speak with, um, one of your, uh, one of your patients. Uh, he's a, he's a young guy, got sort of brown skin. Um, sort of the most striking thing about him, I have to say, is he's got, okay, this is going to sound a little strange, but he's got s sort of starburst, starbursts on his eyeballs. The man just kind of snorts as you, as you're describing him and says, not up to me. I can ask the doctor, though. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. He nods and kind of looks you both up and down. And as he meets your eye, Marcel, there's like a... Um, uh, almost like, like two lines of electricity when two uh, <laughs> uh, rifle people see each other and visually flex at the same time. <laughs> um both kind of like stare for a minute and then he just turns and goes into the back. Um, that was interesting. Did something just happen? 
I just don't like the look of that guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you know him, or is that the first time you saw each other? That's the first time I've seen him, but I get the feeling I've seen him somewhere else before. I don't like it. I don't like the look of him. That's pretty wild. You you gonna be all right? Should I worry about you, or, or are we cool? You have energy to worry about me? <laughs> I mean, I try. Actually, I try not to, but then, you know, I kind of worry about everybody, you know, being a doctor and everything. That sounds exhausting. I take a lot of naps. Nice. I'll be okay. Uh... And as you say, I'll be okay. The door swings open again. The man returns. Um, Dr. Gugurst at his heels. And she says, <clears throat> uh, Hello, uh, you're Crit, right? The the clinician. Correct. Good to see you again, Gugurst. Um, oh, sorry. Dr. Gugurst. Didn't mean to be overly familiar. It's quite all right. Quite all right. Uh, you want to see... You want to see Zal, Zalorn, the man right clinic some years ago. Yes, that sounds that sounds like the right name. Um, we are taking a sojourn out into the outside of the walls for a moment, and we just wanted to um, see if we could talk to your patient for a moment, just to see if he had any memories that would help us on our on our stroll. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I I, uh, I do hate to fail to accommodate uh, someone who spends so much time trying to help this community, as I do. Um, I truly sympathize with your your mission, but uh, I'm I'm afraid such a discussion would uh, would not be good for Young Zhao. He 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 might not. Uh, handle the recollection of that evening very well. If, if he can't indeed recall any details, it changes from day to day. Um, well, Doctor, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, you see, this, this is a very important task that we have to commit, and I kind of look over to Marcel, like, uh, wait, what are we what are we doing here? Like, what exactly are we trying to... Give me some help. Can I... <laughs> can I actually... Uh... I'd like to do I'd like to do an intimidation uh and I want to kind of partner with Crit here and I, Marcel makes eye contact with Crit and says, "Oh, well, if we can't find an artifact and we can't, you know, get any information about it, everyone will just run out of clean water. We'll just have to explain that the doctor wouldn't let us talk to someone who had the information we needed." And I'll stare at the uh, doctor. You can make an intimidation check. Thank you. Okay. Uh, the total that I received on that was a 15. Not bad. The doctor looks you dead in the eye. There's just something very, very cold about her gaze as she stares back at you. And um, she says, I will, of course, 
speak to the general if the general needs my help with something of great import for this fort. But unless you can provide hmm, some sort of incentive, some sort of document or the general himself to say that this is what he desires, I, this I just don't believe, this is what's best for my patients. I turn to, to Marcel and I tap them on the arm and there's like a slight spark when I tap them. And I say, go and remind her how important this is. And I have cast guidance. Woo! Well, the general's a very busy person. I suppose I could ask him to come out here and talk to you about one person who doesn't really contribute to society right now about you know fixing water for everyone i don't know if he's gonna love that but we could just go ask him okay re-roll that intimidation check for me <laughs> what if it's worse okay five okay you get to add a d4 for, add, uh, roll a d4 okay yeah. oh wait i didn't add my stuff i rolled a five so it's five plus three so it's eight and then i roll a d4 mm-hmm. yes okay guidance oh no <sighs> Okay, yeah, that was a two. So we really got the 10 on that one. The 10? Woo, 10. I don't really appreciate the tone you're taking. With the general's intervention, whereas uh, you're coming here asking to, to interfere with one of my charges. I have a duty to this city and this young man hmm, to do what's best for him. Provide me with some evidence that this is what needs to happen, and maybe I will consider your request. Good day. And she turns to leave. People really yeah. inflate their importance in this area so that they feel good about themselves. Let's go get some paper from the general or whatever. Yeah, that would definitely help. Man, I really thought that was going to go a completely different way. This is <laughs> kind of got me on my butt, on my back foot, I guess you say. Yeah. Why did you shock <laughs> me? That was kind of weird. It, like, whatever. Oh, I was, trying, I was trying to give you a little, like... um. What's the word for it? I was trying to give you a little burst of enthusiasm. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Just coaching you, coaching you through. Um, <laughs> you can get to the general. Oh, I guess we might as well go talk to that man. Yeah, Tap can help us with that. Tap has the ability to go talk to him on a fairly regular basis. He wouldn't talk to me. I'm just, I just live here. <laughs> Maybe we should go see what Adeline's up to. You know, I mean, maybe she's, you know, come across something, made a discovery in that trash pile. Oh, yeah. We shouldn't let her dig in that trash pile much longer. You know how she can get. It's just the Adeline B roll is just her, just like happy, covered in dirt, just like, ah, digging through stuff and putting it up against the pottery shard, being like, nope, keep looking. I'll go for a walk. I can't twitch. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to give her another tetanus shot on there. Yeah. <laughs> I got another one prepped and I just like pull out. Like, <laughs> a, regular, a regular occurrence for Adlin. Yeah, it's just every week. Uh, oh, God. Oh, time. Do I find uh, anything in my trash, though? Go ahead and roll an investigation check for me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, not terrible, but not great. Okay, 10. 10? You find, like, some things that are of interest to you. Okay. But nothing that relates specifically to the shards you found okay. before. But you you find like an old journal that has like 
poor, it was clearly water damaged at some point, like portions of it are unreadable or, or, or rotted away, but you can make out some passages, you know, it's like just someone detailing their travels in a, in a pre moon shattering world. If I don't find anything else, I'll put the journal in my bag to like go over later. Um, I think I'll spend probably the, the rest of the time until they get back to me, I'm guessing I probably lost myself in just staring at the shard and trying to see if there's anything because i mean I, I think i pretty much found it and ran to crit once i saw that there was like art on it so i want to see if i can just notice anything about it that i did before like maybe if i can get any kind of time period from it or anything like that sure make a history check i sure will get it <laughs> it's the same hold on i think i rolled the exact same thing 10 same thing <laughs> perfectly average yeah I mean, you know it's old. I mean, <laughs> cool. <laughs> what's what's interesting about it is that it's from a long time before the fall. Okay. Right? Like, wasn't like you know, this was you know, it wasn't like someone was just making a dozen of these and they were in the market stall across the street here in Fort Summer War twenty one years yeah. ago and then things went really badly. This is this is older than that. But you but how much older from where mm -hmm. hard to say not sure and this is a really quick question i'm sorry to keep derailing this uh was the moon something of focus in this like nation prior to the explosion or was like the moon just the moon and then it exploded no um the main yeah, the main sort of religious focus or like symbolic focus of, of the nation of, of Ektal before the collapse was uh, was very much like on honey and bees. Gotcha. Um, it, like the nation's wealth came from its from its massive uh, agricultural and apiary operations. Basically, it was like the breadbasket of the world. They sold a bunch of sweet honey to everyone, which couldn't be made anywhere else, and that that fortune sort of granted them power over the course of time. Mm. Okay. And yeah, I'll just be sitting in the trash looking at the pottery shard. Okay. Find me. Uh, and so there you are, just kind of against the wall, staring at a shard, like, uh, uh, like trash strewn about you, and one like very shy scavenger being like, uh, are you are you are you, like an elderly sort of uh, wispy bearded man being like? Are you gonna buy any of that, or did you just throw it all on the ground? Or oh, oh I am so sorry. I uh, what? I'll take one of these. How much is this? And I'll just hold <laughs> up whatever I grab. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, three copper. Three copper. Assuming that I have three copper, I will hand that to him and sure. be like, thank yeah, you. Uh, he takes it, yeah. pockets it, and then starts sort of just like shoveling without very much care, like everything you're looking through back on top of uh, sort of like a makeshift plank on top of um, an old metal drum of some kind uh, and spreading it out again for people to look at. Uh, yeah, I will just get up and start walking in the direction that I know Marcel and uh, Crit went. And be like, I am so sorry. I sorry. <laughs> hurry away. Okay. As you hurry away, you run into Marcel and Crit coming out of the asylum. 
uh, <sighs> so how'd it go on your end? Because on our end, it was a it was a bust. I gotta be honest. Same here. I found nothing in the trash, but I did accidentally ruin someone's store. So that was fun. Uh, why did we? What was the trash? Well, why were we doing that anyway? Oh, uh, so I, I'll show I'll show Marcel the shard and be like, so I found this in the pile of trash. And, and oh yeah, I'll let you just look at it and take the imagery in. And then I point at it and I go, yes. So this kind of imagery has been seen all the way from my hometown. So this is something that has been widespread across our kingdom. So there must be more pieces. There's got to be a rich tapestry of culture underneath it mm -hmm. all this. And it's from years before the the explosion, like years before. So I I don't know. Cool. It was probably babe. Yeah. So wait. Uh, so where are we going now if we can't get inside the asylum? So, I think this lead is really worth it. This person's been in Ictal, and Cap can talk to the general. So maybe the general can kind of bully the doctor into letting us talk to this guy went to Ictol. So I think that's the next move. I told Tap I'd meet him back where we, in the flower district. Which right. is where you are now. So you make your way there. It's been several hours. Um, Tap, are, have you, what have you done with your time since, since you parted from Marcel? I think the only thing that Tap would have done probably, um, I would have went back to the engine uh, and tried to patch it up as best I could. Um, told told uh, my compatriot that I was that I was gonna take a take a stroll outside of the wall, um, and then uh, I got, got my trusty backpack. Go ahead. Le your compatriot Lepo has has uh, Orcish ancestry, and um, Typically, you know, she has some uh, some tusks on the lower part of, or some longer lower canines, uh, which you don't often see. But when you say that, it just like her jaw drops. That any, anyone's going outside the wall willingly, and B that it's you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta. I, I think you know as well as I do that if we don't get this fixed, it's just it's just going to be one thing after another, and and if I have to go to find something that we can use, then that's just what I got to do. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. I can tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> if I die, you can, you can, don't, no, you, no, can don't. you can have clip. You I can, stopped listening you when you said die. No, I don't. I'm not <laughs> listening. But, you come but, back. But look at him. Look at him. He is amazing. He's beautiful. Clip. But uh... turn and, and, and he, he'll, he'll, he'll do a little, that that thing that horses do with their feet. Trot, a little trot. Yes, you gesture to your beautiful mechanical two-legged horse. Uh, the the pride of all of your all of your hard work and study went into building this animated machine that also happens to fold up into a large but not unwieldy backpack. So cool. And nose dressage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Has a very nice like, <laughs> campaign canter. I will tell him to come back if I die, so you can you can you know, at least you'll know what happened. That'll that'll be something, right? <laughs> I I understand why this is necessary, and, and I appreciate 
you considering me in just be, please come back. I I can't do this on my own. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. We're all we're all trying. We gotta we gotta do what we gotta do. Wish me wish me luck. She kind of just half smiles. It doesn't quite reach her eyes. She looks kind of scared. She puts her hand on your shoulder and says, "Good luck." Thanks. Now I will I will beckon to my to my backpack to to come along with me back to the flower district. <laughs> it uh, tosses its head and makes a very canned whinny noise. You know, it was like the closest you could tune its mechanicals to sound like a horse. And it goes. And then starts walking after you. I should really get to the stables at some point and find out what a horse sounds like because that is that can't be right. That ain't it, Chief. (laughs) Oh no. Reason number one. I like one. the idea that you change the sound he makes every so often just to see if it's slightly more sounds like a horse. Roll a nature check. Every time. I hope one of them is just you like talking over it, like you're fixing it, but it's recording you and just like that ain't quite it. Ah, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> just, uh, that's not it. Uh. <laughs> There's a little bit of beeping in there from yeah. no one knows where. <laughs> I will I will head back to the to the flower district. Uh probably to the, like the exact spot that I spoke with um Marcel earlier. All right. You I think you probably arrived slightly before the other three, but you don't have long to wait. See Marcel striding towards you, two other familiar figures and you tell. Oh. Hello. Hello. Hey, tap. Tap. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Tap? Oh, hi. hi, doctor. That's that what? Wait. What? Why? What is you don't gotta be so formal. You just call me Crit. Crit, Crit. Crit it is. Crit and Adeline have both agreed to help us. Do you, I thought you were the the Healy type of doctor, not like the cut people up kind of doctor? Is that am I am I misunderstanding here? I mean, I definitely I try my best not to cut people up that don't need it. I'll leave it at that. That works. Whether that's okay. like a, you know, like a medical need it or just like a metaphorical, I got to fuck you up, need it. Uh, I try not to, you know what? I'm talking way too oh, much. Oh, <laughs> Pap, I uh, just need you to trust me on this one. I I I really hope I'm making the right choice here. Okay. Uh, we uh, We ready to go? Yeah. No, we uh we actually were hoping that maybe you could talk to the to the governor about maybe getting a letter. Uh, basically, Crit can tell you about it, but he has a contact in the asylum. But the doctor won't let us in unless the governor says that it's necessary. Uh, he a what now? A uh, uh, a who and the where? Okay, like hold on. Let me run that, run that, run that back. Just, just yeah. Just let me just interject real quick. Um, yeah. All right. So you're we're trying to go to the Ravina Darkness. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know a fella that has been to the Ravina Darkness and then stayed the whole night there and come back. And now he's in the asylum. The asylum, 100%, because, you know, he's been touched by the moon and all that good stuff. Stars. Oh, like, we oh, want to ask yeah. him some questions. Okay. All right. <laughs> that seems prudent. 
Sure. The um, doctor yeah, let's, thinks. Let's, 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 let's go. No, 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 no. We're not. If, I mean, if this is, I, I, I got you covered. Let's go. Come on. Okay. Cool. Hey, Great. You're not, you're not going to bring that horse? And I point over <laughs> to the obvious mechanical horse that I'm really intrigued about. Yes. Yes, I will be bringing my horse. And I turn around and I hop up on top of his back and I say, giddy up. And then he starts to just. <laughs> no, no. No like, more. He does that. <laughs> I'm really suspicious of that horse. <laughs> It's only half horse. It's very suspicious. Go for vibes on the horse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not good. Uh, Not good vibes. You make your way to the asylum. Back inside, the same guard is there. And he looks at Marcel and Crit with some surprise. I was fast. Neither of these people seem to be the general. Ho, 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 ho. And I'll take out the, the little letter. That he gave me. I won't even open it. I'll just show the seal. I'll show the seal on the back of it and just like dangle it in front of him from atop my mechanical horse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me in. Yeah, yeah. This, this is very strange, but I, I will get the doctor. <laughs> it's like like the riding into inside a building on a mechanical horse and just waving a sealed letter. In That's his a face. flex. That's it's like flex. enough of a weird flex that he just is like, I'm going to pass this off to the doctor to deal with. I don't need <laughs> uh, so he goes into the back, returns with the doctor, and very quickly, she walks into the room, stares at the horse, stares <laughs> up at you. Hello. Sees, sees the letter, holds out her hand. Here you go. Please be careful. Don't break the seal. I might need that again. <sighs> she looks at the seal very gently, as if she has a good deal of experience doing this, slides her thumb under the edge of it and flips it up without breaking the wax seal. Um, Folds the letter open. Fine. And she folds up the letter quite harshly and almost, like, throws it back up towards you. (laughs) Go to catch it. <clears throat> oh, that's what that noise was. Right. Thinking about this, I'm I'm assuming that you guys allow horses inside. If not, you know, I, I could I could put them somewhere. But I mean, I also if you've seen a horse, I would I would like to know if you what you think of my horse's expression impression. And I tap. <laughs> <laughs> She I, just, I look expectantly at the doctor to see what her input is. She looks back up at you and says, I think your horse might be sick. And then she oh. says, Yadric, fetch Zal. And she walks back into the back. And then she returns a moment later with another woman, a middling woman with a armored in a helmet, has some weird welts on the side of her face, who's dragging two other chairs and sets them up in the room and pulls another chair down off a table. So there's there's now three chairs set out. Dr. Googers climbs into one. The armored woman sits in the other. And a few moments later, the door swings open. And a young man, brown skin, head bowed, lanky, dark hair kind of hanging down around his face, moves into the room, followed by the large Goliath man, who has a hand firmly on his back. 
not pushing, but also not allowing him to go backwards. And guides Zhao to the chair and sits him down. Dr. Guger says, ask your questions, but I insist on being present. Okay, great. I appreciate you, first of all. First and foremost, I just want to say uh, thank you for being amenable to our needs. Um, I'm rambling again. Anyhow, uh, sir, I come to understand that you have spent the night out in the dark and the uh, ravine of darkness. Is that correct? I look up and when I make eye contact with Crit, I just say, hello. Hello. Hi. It is good to meet you. Hi. Hi. Hey. Could I? Uh... Welcome. Are, are you here to stay? Oh. Uh, I guess that depends on what happens next. What do you think? I don't think you're here to stay. Yeah, you're probably right. I was trying to be glib for effect. No, I'm, I'm not going to stay here at all. Hi, I'm Marcel. Yeah, me either. I'm Zalorn. Nice cool. Uh, I'm Crit. Nice to meet you. I'm Adlin. Hi. I look at Dr. Gugerst and sort of like look for a prompt. She just kind of nods her head to the side very slightly without directly making eye contact with you. Okay. Okay. Uh, so then I look back at Crit and uh, I say I've been to the ravine. I'm sorry that what happened to you there happened. Me too. We're going to go no. there. Yeah. Marcel interjects. I don't Shh. recommend that. Yeah. I'm going to lean over to Marcel and be like, just, just wait. Oh, okay. They, they, they are right. You are actually both right. Um, we are going to go there, as a matter of fact. And it's probably not a good idea. And that is why we came to talk to you. Now, seeing as you are someone with some experience there we were hoping that you might help we are looking for an artifact that is very powerful something that could save the entirety of the town we're hoping you could give us just a bit of guidance doesn't have to be super powerful just like moderately powerful probably moderately powerful thank you tap yes mm -hmm. you got that um i attempt to think if I remember any artifacts from my night. Sure. Um, I'm going to say make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> it's all good. Wait, is, great, as a rogue, right? is wisdom your dump stat? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about oh, that. no. <laughs> oh, no. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> 21. Oh! Nasty. 
Um, they're asking you to think about not anything that happened, but just things you might have seen, things in the corner of your vision, dis- distant things, things that are sort of okay to recall. And, uh, I mean, there's a ton of detritus down there. Um, there the, there's the collapsed remains of a stone bridge, um, and you, you, and lots of evidence of human passage above and around people just throwing shit down. Um, and tunnels. And, yeah, and tunnels. There are some tunnels that you remember connecting, and you think you might have seen like the remains of a wagon um, or several wagons kind of clumped together. You, It's hard to recall, but yeah, there, there very possibly could be something down there, some, some really prime salvage that nobody has gone looking for. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I say to them, um, it's hard to get to. It's hard to get to. Uh, I fell. Would you say that you know the way to get there to where you fell? Yes. I look back at the group and I say, okay, I just got a crazy idea. This is probably probably really wild, but um, we should probably use them as a guide, you know, just bring them with us. Do you think that's, <laughs> that's too crazy? Is that too wild? Steep? We're going out in the dark, so none of this is safe. But I, I understand. Yeah. I understand yeah. where you're coming from. I mean, I think he'd be the best to sh- one to show us there. But I think it's it's kind of up to him. Like he, after what he went through, like we can ask him. Yeah, you're probably right. Sounds very important. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Also, I I mean, we're we're gonna have to come back here afterwards, so we can't we can't just bust him out. We we need no. to find. We gotta ask. Yeah. yeah. Gotta... I mean, we don't we don't we don't really have to ask. I'm like, but I'm going to like here's the thing, like if he says he wants to go and the doctor says no, then we can completely bust him out. That's fine. I think it's that we have to make sure he wants to go. I don't care what yeah. she wants. Yeah, so. that sounds right. I don't, that... I don't know how good of an idea breaking a crazy person out of okay. an asylum that doesn't actually want to leave is, but it's on the no, table. No, I'm like looking off to the side, <laughs> not trying to make eye contact. Oh, baby. <laughs> continue, continue. Um, As you are looking off to the side, the door to the back to, of the at the back of this room busts open and a goose comes terracing in. And <laughs> I told you Denny will not be contained. And then Denny. Yeah, you hear this scream and you hear someone go, oh, I'm going to kill this goose. And then this dwarven woman runs in, also armored in a similar fashion to the other woman sitting in a chair. Like, like maybe they got their gear at the same shop a while ago and comes charging in, uh, trying to catch this goose. It just like lays out after Denny who darts under your chair, Zal, and just hits the ground really hard. This rising cloud of dust and then striding through the back door comes Cygnus. I'm sorry about the ruckus. I am I am I interrupting anything uh, over here? Um, Cygnus starstruck, and as I say my name, I cast light 
it's a cantrip and small motes of light kind of like tangle themselves in my hair. And I say, it's been a displeasure to be here. Cootie googers. I'm leaving. And, uh, if I, if I overheard properly, are you leaving the city? Can, would it, uh, can I tag along? Yeah. Yes. We're, we're headed out like pretty soon. If, if you want to come with. Uh, And then, uh, now I kind now, of like blow and the like the moats kind of like fall out. Uh, I don't give you that. No, she she's a patient here. She's not authorized to leave. And this is not the person that the general authorized you to speak to. The no, general, Cody? the general authorized me literally to take whatever and whoever I need to fix the problem. So I mean when yeah. Tap says that, I cast thaumaturgy to <laughs> have just like whispers start to like generate from the piece of paper that they're holding to say the general the general general." (laughs) (laughs) he hold it a little further out just a little bit away from yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) um as as that's happening zal this is the first time i think you've seen the new resident besides yourself i was Um, sitting on my wall just because i was curious but yeah (laughs) I'm much too old for you, young man. Yeah. Uh, but as you see her, you're struck. I mean, not not only by your shared elven ancestry, she, uh, but also she has a, a facial tattoo on her forehead. Yeah, Cygnus is covered in tattoos, y'all. Yeah, just <laughs> tattoos everywhere, that, uh, down her hands, her wrists, whatever, what you can see of her arms, uh, her neck, and up onto her face. And the one in the the middle of her forehead reminds you of a symbol you're very familiar with. It's a little bit different, but it it is the eagle constellation that is on your shield. Okay. Okay. So there's like a goose screaming and running around. (laughs) um, And I, I think most of the group that I am with is kind of like at this point gloating or badgering the doctor. Marcel is going to walk over to Zal, Zalorn. Hey. Hi. Do you, do you want to be here? Um, I look at the doctor who's like, what's the doctor doing? Uh, right now, she's like red faced, screaming, arguing with tap and a little bit Aidlin and, and crit. I, I'm not sure if you would be arguing back or not, um, <laughs> or if, if you would be like on like peacemaking or like in the, in the fight with it. I think I'm just pointing to the whispering letter and like looking at her, like what, <laughs> what would yeah, you like to do about this? Right. So, so there's a, so Tap's waving a letter sitting on top of a mechanical horse that's whispering to general, the general, the general. And there's a woman chasing a goose around. The goose is going, honk, 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 honk. And the woman's like, fuck, get back here, you fucking goose. As she runs by, she bumps into the horse. And the horse goes, Uh, And it's just like pure pandemonium. I, uh, so I lean back in my chair. And I look, I glance at the ceiling to where the stars should be. And I close my eyes. And think about my mother teaching me by the moonlight before the moon went bad how to navigate by the stars. And I open my eyes and I look at Cygnus and I say to Marcel, I'll go if she goes. Okay. Well, madam, are you and your 
Goose, you're coming with? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm not staying in this dreaded place with Cody, Dr. Cody. Um, now, wait a minute, she screams and she bangs her fist on the chair besides her knocking over. And she's like, no, no, this is my asylum. Yadrick, put them back in their rooms. And we're going to uh, right there. Looks like the only way we're going to get one of them to go is if, if the other one goes and we need the other one, so says the governor. So I think your hands are kind of tied. And we'll find out what happens when we get back from our break. We're going to take a quick 10-minute break. Get some drinks, and we'll see how this goes when nice. we get back. Thanks very much. Order everybody. another cheeseburger. Time. Oh. <laughs> 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 <Just talking. laughs> Will Ryak get his cheeseburger? <laughs> oh, God, I am never know. Next week, Jesus. On Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> 